Welcome to the Apologia Podcast, the audio-only archive of the Apologia YouTube channel. Note that some content was designed to go with visuals, but the imagination can be a powerful thing. If you enjoy the podcast, please consider giving it a 5-star rating on the podcast app you're using now to help us reach more people. Or, since this endeavor is ad-free, consider going a step further and supporting us for as little as a dollar a month at patreon.com slash But for now, let's get to the episode, part of the Just a Bite series, posted May 1st, 2023, titled, Six Christians vs. One Secret Atheist. We brought together seven Christians. I'm a Christian. One is a liar. If the group discovers who the liar is, they'll split a cash prize. If the liar survives, he or she wins the entire prize. Wow. If there was ever a game show invented for me, this would have to be it. I was a Christian for many decades, fully immersed into that culture. I would be the ultimate wolf in sheep's clothing, and I'd get points for using that biblical phrase. I don't know how much that cash prize is, but if I could go on every week, I could probably make that my full-time gig. Sadly, the YouTube channel Jubilee's Odd Man Out game show switches it up every episode, with contests like six white people versus one secret black person, six non-virgins versus one secret virgin, Six vegans versus one secret meat eater. Six minimum wage workers versus one secret millionaire. Ultimately, this is a test of in-group versus out-group identification. A shibboleth test, as it were. A what now? President Bartlett. So how do you tell the difference between... You guys know what a shibboleth is? It comes from the Bible. Then said now unto him, Say now shibboleth. And he said sibboleth, for he could not frame to pronounce it right. It was a password the way the army used to distinguish true Israelites from imposters sent across the River Jordan by the enemy. All right, I'm watching along with you. Let me see how good my atheist star is. Oh boy, okay. All right, here we go. (laughs) Do you go to a church? (laughs) Yes, I do. That's a great question. (laughs) I I don't know where to even start. Where to even start? That's a great strategy question. There are so many flavors of Christianity represented in America. And while the show doesn't clarify their criteria, I'm guessing that the producers were merely looking for self-professed Christians. They weren't trying to perform any rigorous orthodoxy test or the separation of sheep and goats Jesus spoke of. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord style sorting. Um, I might just shout, he is risen. And see who shouts back, he is risen indeed. He is risen. He's risen indeed. He's risen indeed. Yeah, you gotta get that right. Or maybe ask which is their favorite VeggieTales episode. Oh, where is my hairbrush? Of course, things won't rule out an atheist like me, who was raised an evangelical, but is now an ex-evangelical. Maybe the best thing to do is to ask the group if Catholics are really Christians. Of course, as an atheist, I have no opinion on that. As far as I'm concerned, anyone who says they're a Christian is a Christian. But... Any Catholic will be offended by my question, and any Protestant will have a preformed opinion at the ready. To some extent, most Christians are gatekeepers, so anyone not gatekeeping is more likely to not have skin in the game. I asked Twitter for their thoughts on a question that could identify. Dr. Laura Robinson proposed the highly introspective, what bothers you the most about being a Christian? If that doesn't elicit genuine emotion, that's an imposter. Dragonfist900 suggested I'd ask them if they think they're a good person. 
take them to the good person test like Ray Comfort does. It's not bad. A well-trained Christian would not profess to being a good person. They would say they're a filthy sinner saved by grace. There's no one righteous. No, not one. Dr. Kurt Jarrells had the more sophisticated version of the same question. On the day of judgment, if the choice of eternal life was between only you or that person over there, what would you say to God? And he clarified that, for those wondering, you could read Jesus' parable of the Pharisee and the tax collector to see how I formulated this question. In that parable, the Pharisee bragged about his good works, and the tax collector humbled himself as a filthy sinner like all Christians are supposed to do. Bail PNG suggests, have you seen the chosen? Yeah, that's probably an upgrade to my VeggieTale question. Probably better to phrase it, are you caught up on the chosen? To see if they actually know there's three seasons so far. Captain Dadpool wrote, I would do one of those trick questions to see if they correct me or go along with it. Like, what do you make of Mary Magdalene replacing Judas as the 12th disciple? How they respond will tell you everything you need to know. For those who don't know, that'd be a trick question because Matthias replaced Judas. I like it. And answers from the many who contributed. Thanks. I was going into it thinking about myself and how I present myself. I thought people would be like, oh, she's not a Christian. I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Sierra is assuming that she'll be perceived by others as non-traditionally feminine by modern Western standards. In a game of first impressions, that's probably a fair concern. Christians tend to like very clear gender delineation. Even the Gage Deerings would be a lot in some mainline churches. Hey, Chance, yes. tell me about a religious experience of yours. A religious experience of yeah, mine? Yeah, something I, profound. A lifelong atheist would be forced to invent something here. If other religions were allowed, the experiences tend to be similar with just attribution being different. I definitely could describe a lot of experiences I interpreted as religious. So I'd likely pass this one. Something profound. I saw an angel once when I was like nine years old. Really? Yeah. What was that like? That was really cool. It was creepy, but like in the moment, like it was just like stillness and like really awesome. That's pretty vague, though. That's probably all the details a nine-year-old would offer. So it could be how his memories of that are fixed. In the Bible, when they talk about what angels look like, it's a very scary looking picture. I was like, I don't know if I'd believe someone being happy to see a disfigured human being. I mean, sometimes in the Bible, people reacted to angels with fear. Zechariah and the shepherds in Luke. But more often, it was reverence and awe, like Abraham, Lot, or John of Patmos. Or just confusion, like the Virgin Mary or women discovering the empty tomb. I'm not sure about this disfigured human characterization. The most common biblical description is like lightning or glowing white. They have wings, but are typically depicted as hyper-attractive, not hideous. I had a really similar experience when my father passed away. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. If I may generalize the studies, it seems around 15% of the total population experience post-bereavement hallucinations of one kind or another, minimally feeling the experience of the presence of their deceased loved one, often seeing or hearing them. I, f I know we have oh, a no. little... Oh, no. A lot. Okay. The speed round was pretty horrifying. I didn't even know what to ask. I didn't even know where to start. I don't know how much advance notice they were given. Maybe they were pulled off the street just before start time or given the rules at the last minute, but if not, they should have been at least thinking about their first question. I'm highly competitive, so this is frustrating. Don't worry, we're not watching. First person I trusted was Brandon. In the very beginning, him and I were talking, I was just like, all right, man, you and I, pack till the end. We're just gonna keep voting the same person. We got the cishet white dude bro alliance, 
whoever is the most middle-of-the-road America is probably a good bet for this contest. There has been a tie. Two people, Romy and Grace. <gasps> so, you guys vote again. Oh, man. You guys... You guys, <laughs> really, you guys really messed up. I'm feeling disappointed because I feel like I was based off my overall look. I didn't even say anything. I was voted off, you know? Oh, poor Romy. He's right. He didn't get to say anything at all. Maybe they assumed that a real atheist wouldn't shut up about it. I wanted to ask you, is your church queer friendly, LGBTQ friendly? Yes, actually, there's two pastors and one is a biracial lesbian. So. Wow. A decade or two ago, that's a suspicious answer. Now that sounds more like a plausible truth. If you're an atheist pretending to be a Christian, you might just say no to be safe. So the obvious answer becomes the suspicious one. Why did you choose a non-denominational church? This just, I mean, I was just born into it, so Daddy. my dad's a pastor. My dad's a pastor is almost code for I'm an atheist. They are the first to rebel. Anyone else mm -hmm. a PK? Nope. No, I am. Oh, Whoa. Yeah. Okay. What's a PK? Pastor's uh, kid? Yeah, pastor's kid. Oh, pastor's kid. kid. Yeah. Okay. That's a yellow flag shibboleth test fail. At least in my evangelical circles, PK was common vernacular. Catholics would have no idea, of course. Their priests aren't supposed to be having kids. So Tony is sus, but Chance and Grace definitely grew up around Christianity. Do people still say sus? I played Among Us a few times with other content creators in the early days of the pandemic, and that's what people said then. I'm telling you, you're just sus. But well, if you did suss me, a confirmed innocent person. Wait, how did Vice Rhino get Tim Minchin on his stream? And he said, but you don't just go through your whole life only believing things for which you have evidence. <laughs> and I said, um, yeah. I've never heard that. Yeah, they're usually the bad kids at your school, so. <laughs> See, exactly. The PK is sus. There's like certain terms I think a lot of people just know. I assumed his lack of knowledge meant he wasn't a Christian and he was trying to like pick up on things as we said them. He'd come back at him with a question like, what do you call the spiritual leader at your church? Or something to see if maybe he's from a denomination without pastors. Or go straight for one of those trick nonsense questions like, um, did you guys do tithing with laying on hands or more life group? Though it could backfire if they know those phrases. How long have you been a uh, Lutheran? My whole life. Yeah? Yeah. I grew up in Scandia, Minnesota, and like a big part of the town was the church. Okay. So I was baptized there. Hmm. Some Lutherans do infant baptisms, and some do believer baptism, and they'll use either sprinkling or immersion. I'm not sure what follow-up question to ask Andrew on that. I will say it's a little impersonal to say he was baptized because it was important to the town. Wow. Do you go to a church? Yeah, I go to this one out in Riverside. I just started going there about two months ago now. Because I, I grew up going to more of like a, a strict church and then I kind of branched away from it and then went back. That sounds like a story designed in his excuse for not knowing details of what his current church. What do you mean a strict church? So I grew up Mormon. Oh. oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's the exact correct response. Only Mormons consider Mormons to be Christians. Whoever didn't say, oh, doesn't have the background. No, it's strict, it's strict. Uh, uh, they know it's strict. They're reacting to the church part. Now Grace is sus. I've definitely, I've stepped away from church because it's hard for me to find uh, a church, especially a Baptist church that's accepting of the queer community. So yeah. I stopped going. Man, 10 years ago, that'd be a giveaway. Now I'm not sure. But even if he's honest, 
Chance might be putting an unnecessary target on his back here. Are you f looking for something? Are you Not just kind actively. of... Halfway through my answer, I realized I probably shouldn't have said that. Because everyone else was like, oh yeah, they all actively go to church. And I was the only one like, I don't go to church now. And that's when I thought, maybe I should have kept that to myself. Yep. Though it's interesting times that affirming the queer community wasn't the bigger problem. But when I switched churches, like people were taking it beyond judging and were making it like they were like condemning me. Condemning him for what? Like tattoo? I feel like they edited something out here. Can you read that? I have really bad handwriting. He mentioned that he hadn't been to church in over three years, and I was just like, okay. I felt like his story about being a PK and coming in and out of his faith could have been an alibi. <laughs> you goofed up by telling the truth, maybe. You shouldn't have told him the truth. He wanted to hear everyone else talk. Like, he kept asking them questions. Like, he didn't want to talk about his own experience. That makes sense. Obviously, Christians would be fighting each other for the chance to talk where only an atheist would actually be listening to others. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Thank you, Chad. <laughs> so, I think a good question would be like, how would you find your faith? Mm. All right. So I was actually an atheist before I was Christian. Like I was a hardcore atheist and I was like super depressed. That's the Christian meme of atheists. So I think he's now a Christian. I'm doubtful he was ever what I would call a skeptic. I buy that he was a sad non-believer who hadn't really thought deeply about such things. Like, I was, like, burdened by, like, my own life, I'd say. Oh, yeah. Burdened is a Christianese word. So what made me go back into church, what really, like, pushed me is I had a really bad breakup. And it was, like, at this moment where I was at work and I watched this kid die because I, I work in the ER. So watching the kid die and the family kind of go through those emotions of, like, trying to let go, I was like, man... Like, there's got to be something, like, that can, you know, make me feel full and make me feel whole. That's kind of the reverse problem of evil thing. The existential dread of mortality that often leads to religion. A self-identifying atheist is probably past that. Though, that's the kind of stereotype an atheist might have of Christians. The emotional crutch. Tough to say, because Mormon is a strange denomination to lie about. But maybe not if you're clueless about Christianity. Hmm. I still think the dude bro alliance are legit. I believe that there, there has to be this higher power and otherwise the ego takes us over and God allows me to realize that there's, there's more than just me. As an artist, I think there's messages coming to me that I'm supposed to communicate through my art. That doesn't sound very Christian-y. Higher power is what people say when they don't have the name Yahweh to attach. You wouldn't say messages coming to me. You'd say God spoke to me or the spirit led me. Hmm, nope. Sus, Andrew. The way I grew up, I was really into church. It was my safe space. I had a hard, uh, hard home life and it was where I felt like I could be myself. Mm. And then I realized I was gay and that was really hard. And then I took a step back and then have come back to it as an adult. It's been a struggle, um, but something that I want to have. Oh, I feel bad for Sierra. That must have sucked. To want to be part of a community that is prone to reject her just for who she is? Um, I am a PK, so I was just born into it. It was like summer after fourth grade, my parents got divorced. And so I was kind of like straying away, you know, and especially divorce in the church is like a huge thing. So that was really hard, but I feel like that whole situation kind of like solidified my relationship just so I knew, you know, there was always someone there for me. And my church was there for me too, you know. It may seem counterintuitive, but yeah. I've seen divorce drive kids into the arms of the church. Your earthly parents may let you down, but
but your heavenly father never will. The church will be nasty to the divorced parents, but they will love bomb the kids. I have no idea who I'm going to vote for. <laughs> <laughs> I follow you, man. Yeah. Wow. They've got a real alliance voting block going. Survivor style. We're guaranteed to go to the final six. That's how you win. She's a PK. Like, she knows exactly how to answer. Like, knows the perfect part to play. In the back, she kind of mentioned her stance on premarital sex. So that kind of, like, was like a red flag. Wait, why were they interacting in the back before the show? I'm a game show purist. You can't be contaminating the integrity of the game like that. They should be sequestered and meeting for the first time in the ring. I don't like this at all. Also, I'm assuming she wasn't just instantly, adamantly against kissing before marriage or something blasphemous like that. Okay. Bye, Grace. Bye. See you later. You had a good question, right? Yeah. You said, so you you were talking about how like you kind of express yourself through art. Like I wanted to just, like just have you elaborate on that. When he mentioned art as like his his form of everything, I was just like, ah, it doesn't really make too much sense. I mean, I agree that it was weird, but also has Brandon never heard of Michelangelo's David or the Sistine Chapel ceiling or the guy who painted the famous white Jesus grad photo or Jesus arm wrestling Satan? There's such a thing as Christian art. Cool. Well, like one thing I love about the church is I love to sing. Okay. And um, growing up, I, like my best memories of church were just singing in the choir. And when I moved out here, one of the hardest things was not having a church. I think that like through my voice, through the hymns and everything, that's, that's the biggest thing. Okay. Well, that's the answer I would give now as to the biggest thing this atheist misses about church being on stage singing in front of worshipers. Unless you start a band, there's no secular equivalent. And even that's not the same. We were just talking about this, how a lot of the people that go to my church have had similar backgrounds to me, which is they've been hurt by the church. Maybe a song like, Oh, How He Loves Us, in the past was great for you, and then you were hurt by the church. Having those memories attached can actually make worship really hard. Aha, okay. So she plucked a 2005 Dave Crowder band song yeah, out of the air and put it in context of an actual emotion that song stirs. She definitely spent time in the church at least, but that pain in her voice doesn't sound fully healed yet. Of course, that would be there if you were a lesbian who left or a lesbian who stayed. There was this song that like, was a big song in my church, the Mormon church growing up. Uh, it's like it's called. I want to say like families uh, can be together forever. Man, like my parents, they got divorced. You know, and since that time, like I can't even like listen. Can't even look at the lyrics of that song. I've never heard of that song ever before in my life. But Jimmy Snow tells me it's a thing. Families can be I would be eliminated immediately in a game of six Mormons and one atheist. What about you? How was like your experience kind of moving across the states? And then... So hard. I grew up in a town of like 500 people. And so the church was everything. Mm -hmm. And coming out here... Where's the here he moved to? Looks like Jubilee's CEO Jason Y. Lee is in Los Angeles. Gotcha. Yeah. The Christian mix is going to be different there than in the Midwest or in the South. 
and starting that hunt for one that's like LGBTQ friendly. And so four of the seven were looking for something LGBTQ friendly. That's interesting. Maybe a California anomaly. But, yeah. <laughs> I'd be shook if one of these people are the moles. Wait, the Dude Bro Alliance didn't stick together. One vote Andrew, one vote Sierra. Oh, I think that's a mistake. What? Hi, guys. Wow. Raise your hand if you think the mole is still in the square. Wait, why are they asking that? Do they not stop the game once the mole gets voted out? I thought they split the money if they vote the mole out. Okay, I need to listen to the rules again. Hang on. If the group discovers who the liar is, they'll split a cash prize. If the liar survives, he or she wins the entire prize. That doesn't help. What are the rules here? If the lights turn green, you voted the liar out. If the lights turn red, the liar's still in the box and you lose. Okay, it goes to the final three, I guess. I thought it must be Andrew since it kept going, but now I don't know anything anymore. For all we know, it could have been that first guy who didn't say anything. I didn't even say anything, I was voted off, you know? Damn it. That's so crazy. Three, two, one. Hi, I'm the mole. Ah, dang it. <laughs> hey, you know what? I did vote for him. It is Andrew. Mr. Higher Power. If the dude bros had voted together, they would have won. I did I vote was gonna, for him. I was, yeah. <laughs> I felt betrayed a little bit. I definitely was kind of feeling Andrew was like a Christian for sure. I was shocked because Andrew, he talks like a lot of the youth pastors at my church, you know? So wait, are you going to go into battle dressed as a cool youth pastor or you got your suit? Because I'm gay, if anyone else was gay, I like wanted to be their friend. And I was like, oh, he's my friend. I'm not going to vote for him because I really believe him. And then I was wrong. But that's okay. Yeah, I get that. In-group within the in-group. <laughs> ah! Oh, my gosh. How much money is that? Uh, I found a questionable fan comment that it's $10,000. Does that look like $10,000? Not sure. I really became an atheist right after I got baptized. I think when I got baptized, I thought something magical would happen and nothing did and nothing changed and I still felt really hated by the church. Oh man, my baptism was very magical, which was ultimately a bad thing because it made me stay in the church longer. So congratulations on that prompt to leave the place that hated you. The things that brought them into the church and into the religion were things that I found on my own without religion. That's a great statement. It may be more difficult for secular institutions to mimic some of the social structures and bonds of a church due to the more unifying ideologies and eternal threats and rewards, but anything a church can do, a secular group can also do. Except maybe that hymn singing. I would say that a lot of times we look at Christianity as like a monolithic kind of thing and that everyone does the same thing. You know, even like if you say the word evangelical, that usually means one thing, but that's not, that doesn't usually represent all Christians. Even the word Christian barely represents all Christians. That is very true, which is why it's definitely not up to atheists to try to gatekeep their label. I feel relieved that that is over, but I also feel a lot of love and compassion from that group of people. I was kind of worried how this would go, but I realized that these were all really good people today. They're all amazing. And you got some money. Good job blending in, Andrew. A wolf in sheep's clothing. Wow, that was a fun stroll into my Christian past. Not what we normally do around here. For looks at the claims of Christians, tap on the thumbnail on screen now, and I'll see you over there. Until next time, later.